0: Well, good morning, and welcome to St John the Baptist Church. Whether you're joining us here in church or whether online, for those joining us online, the order of service you can find on our website for communion. It's www.windsandchurches.org.uk. Well, today we celebrate our patronal festival. Isaiah of Old Testament times prophesied about John the Baptist that he would be the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the ways of the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And centuries later, the Apostle John wrote, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to bear witness to the light. Let's Heavenly Father, we come this morning to worship you. Help us to remember that you are here with us. May we pray and praise you with all our hearts and listen to your word with open ears. And as we remember that John the Baptist prepared the way for your son Jesus, may we also prepare for Jesus, making way for Jesus Christ the King in our hearts and in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so we turn to our service bookmarks. The Lord be with you. Yes. And also you. This is the day that the Lord has made us. Yes. Our first hymn is in Mission Praise and it is number 538 on Jordan's Bank, the Baptist Cry. Uh, for those of us in church, we should just have to listen to uh, Margaret playing on the organ and just internalize the words from the hymn book as she plays. But for those of you listening to us and tuning in online, please sing along to your heart's content. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. that were wrong and perhaps wish we could undo, and let's bring them before God in repentance and faith that God in His grace will forgive us. And so we pray. O Lord of life,
1: the eternity cannot hold you, nor can I be the first cash of of your kindness, yet in the, the space of our, our small hearts. Your silence, you can come close and prepare us. O Lord of Life, grant
0: us your forgiveness for our, our careless thoughts, for our thoughtless deeds, for our empty speech, speech, and for our life's victory. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent. Have mercy upon us, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, confirm and strengthen us in all goodness, and keep us in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So let us stand and say the glory together. Glory to God God in Christ, and peace in his people on earth.
2: Verses 57 to 66. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they showed her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, no, he is to be called John. They said to her, there is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name John. He asked for a rocking book. And to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately, his mouth was open and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with all, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about him, asking, what then is this child going to be? For the Lord was with him and the child grew and became, became strong in his spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Plus. she's not a plant,
3: she's, uh, she's uh, <laughs> Frank Zappa, that's right. So Margaret is saying that they are all the first names of the children of American rock star Frank Zappa. <laughs> Moon Unit, Dweezil and Diva Muffin. I'm just thinking of uh, what my kids might have thought if we named many of those names. I do wonder when we hear names like that, what those kids thought after they'd grown up. How they got on. Were they really the kind of unique name that added value, or were they actually the subject of ridicule, perhaps? Names are important, aren't they? Because they identify us, and they speak a little bit about, uncannily almost, the person that we are. We can all think of names and initials which prove awkward for children growing up. And of course, there was Johnny Cash's hit song, A Boy Called. Boom. Thank you. Anybody care to name the year? Here we are, challenging you now, St. John's, All Saints, and St. Saint James. What year was that hit song released? 1970, Margaret, she, she, should, she should be in a pub quiz, guys. I think if we ever go in a pub quiz, I'll be in there with Margaret and Pauline. I'm making a mental note. Not quite right. 69. Yes, 69. Names also have meaning in religious faith and in culture, don't they? And parents often take a lot of time, an inordinate amount of time, over choosing the right name. There are books now you can buy that help you choose just the right name for your little one. Well, early on in Luke's gospel, as was read to us by Peter, we meet a couple who also have baby naming challenges. They are Elizabeth and Zachariah. Elizabeth and Zachariah are contemporaries of Mary and Joseph. They lived at the same time as them, and they are God-fearing folk. But, as well as having baby-naming challenges, they have reputational damage. Let me explain. It occurred before they knew that John was gonna be their child. Now, as you know, in ancient, more tribal cultures, where lifespans were shorter, because there was no health care or hospitals or nhs or anything like that part of the husband and wife's duty was to safeguard the future of the tribe and family unit by basically having as many kids as possible given mortality rates those who failed in this duty were frequently scorned by their community and many saw a direct correlation a direct link between whether you had kids whether God valued you or not. They saw it as a punishment from God if someone was childless. And indeed, a man could take another wife if his first one was deemed barren. And so we begin to have a little insight into the context that Elizabeth and Zachariah have found themselves growing up in, and now they are older folk. They have no children, and pretty much, No hope of having children because the Bible tells us they are well advanced in years. It's quite right to say that Zechariah could have divorced Elizabeth, but it seems they love each other and they've been faithful together despite communal disdain. They are devout in faith and Zechariah serves as a priest in the temple at Jerusalem being rotored for duty from time to time. Here's another question for you. Have you ever had the joy of preparing a church rota? I think most of you have from time to time. If you haven't had the joy, just talk to me after and I'm sure we can extend that great privilege to you. Some of my clergy colleagues are sharing a little bit of mirth and also those who've been involved either on a rota or preparing it. Here's here's something for those who've been involved in rotas or in any form of project management. Scholars tell us that Zachariah is one of just 18,000 priests who could be drafted for a week's duty at the temple in Jerusalem. Now try doing that, rota, without a telephone, without email, without a computer. But not only has it come for his week to serve in Jerusalem, the priests also cast lots, which was their way of discerning where the Lord was leading them. They cast lots for who would serve in the Holy of Holies, that very inner sanctum. Who would offer incense to the Lord there? And guess what? It falls to Zachariah. In other words, it's like the priestly equivalent of winning the lottery. Except there ain't any money in it, and you can't buy a Lamborghini. But he can minister before the presence of the Lord. And it is while he's ministering in the inner sanctum that an angel appears. This is what the word says. This is Luke 1, verse 11. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing at the right hand of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was terrified. Fear overwhelmed him. I'm just going to pause there. That tells you a little bit something about his insight. He's a priest that served many years, but he never expected to find God in the centre of the temple in such a personal way. I'm not critical of him for that, but I think there's something about living a certain way for so long, it affects your expectations. Anyway, back to that, that verse. The angel said to him, do not be afraid, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. What a tremendous gift of encouragement, direct from the Lord, he sends his holy messenger there. I kind of wish I had that. Not sure I want a child when I'm kind of in my 80s or whatever it was. But to the news that Gabriel brings, Zachariah is incredulous. He does the first century equivalent of a Victor Meldrew. Someone tell me what program we find Victor Meldrew on. One foot in the grave. What's his catchphrase? Don't believe it. Or as the message translation puts it, do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man, and my wife is an old woman. You can kind of imagine him, a bit like a Victor Meldrew character. Any Victor Meldrews, ladies, any Victor Meldrew characters? You married to one, perhaps? (laughs) Let's not progress that any further. And yet, we know this is something that Elizabeth and Zachariah have prayed for for many, many years, for many seasons. They've even longed for it, desperate for it, and they thought they would never, ever see. And as they grew old, any hope, any expectation evaporated. It seemed impossible, like expecting a valley of greenness in the middle of the desert. But the good news for them, and for us, is that what's impossible, or seemingly impossible, to us, and certainly is from a human perspective, is not to the Lord Almighty. The right time has finally come, and it was just that Zachariah and Elizabeth had given up, believing they would ever see it. Might we resonate with how Zachariah and Elizabeth fell? Maybe we feel, whether we're young or old, sceptical about seeing God's goodness at work visibly around us. In what can seem like a bit of a desert place, I'm not talking about Southfield, Jill or Whidscombe, but sometimes in the culture we wonder, if you're like me, you wonder, will people hear and respond? I believe we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Zechariah, a priest of the Lord, who's supposed to set an example to others, is struck dumb until such time he can believe God's promise and name it literally by saying the baby's name is going to be what the Lord told him through Gabriel John. This occurs after his son is born, and he names his son contrary to tradition, because tradition said he would call him. Guess what? Male-oriented culture, Zachariah. And so they name him John. Zachariah finds his voice again. And John means God is gracious. What's in the name? God is gracious. Towards the end of the years, God was gracious to Zechariah and Elizabeth, but also gracious to Israel and to us, because it was John who was first to proclaim the good news of the arrival of God's forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. So where does that leave us then on Sunday morning? Where does that leave us if we're watching online? Firstly, I think it begs of us the question, what defines us? What defines us? In Dylan Thomas's play, under Milkwood. There is the character of the wife who's obsessed with her standing in the community. Her little catchphrase repeated is, oh, what do the neighbours say? What are the neighbours? Did you get the Welsh accent there? See Warren smiling. You've just come back from Pembrokeshire, guys, haven't you? Praise the Lord for that. Sorry about the football defeat yesterday. (laughs) Zechariah and Elizabeth were also defined by communal expectation. What will the neighbours say? What will they think? And so they felt ashamed and disappointed, humiliated because they didn't have kids. What defines us? What the neighbours say? Academic accomplishment. Whether we have kids, school or social peers, our job, even, dare I say it, our role in church. John means God is gracious. And the good thing about grace, or one of the good things about grace, is that it frees us from the encumbrance of defining ourselves by earthly values, whatever they might be, and reminds us of this. The only approval that we will ever need is that of the Lord, and he already stands there open-armed, were ready to meet us this morning. God is gracious in that he already loves us and has given himself on the cross for each of us. What defines us is that first we are, first and foremost, God's sons and daughters, eternally loved and welcomed by the King of Kings, the Lord who is able to make streams in the desert. Secondly, this passage challenges us that God's plans are not limited to the horizon of our human sightline and that he has our good and the good of our families in mind, whilst at the same time having the good of humanity in mind. Only he can do that. Zechariah means God has remembered, or even he will love. Elizabeth means God is my promise, or God is bount- bountiful. It seems to me even their own names suggested, <laughs> hinted at to them, what God was going to do in later life. But they're so absorbed in their own social bubble, they forgot to, that God was the God. Of the covenant who keeps his promises and can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. That's Ephesians 3, verse 20 and 21. In his wondrous plan, he can accomplish what's best for us and also what's best for the human race. Elizabeth and Zechariah, you considered why they're in the Bible. I think it's because they're ordinary folk like you and I. who had a miracle hand. And that miracle touched so many people as was read by Peter. The neighbours were amazed, they couldn't take it in, they kept talking about it. Mm. It's just the sort of thing you want to include us. This is what the Lord did in our time. winston Sanford and Churchill, those joining us online. What is it that the Lord is going to do in our time? God did more than they could ask or imagine and made an oasis in the wilderness. Today, what's in the name? Today, the one who is the name above all names calls each of us by name to serve, follow and place our trust in him. Isaiah 43 verse 1 says this, fear not for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. Amen. So as members of God's family, let's stand and declare our faith together.
1: And we say, We believe in God the Father, from whom we have. We believe in God's Son.
0: Psalm 46 begins, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And it ends with the words to, be still and know the presence of God. In the stillness now, let us bring our troubles, our prayers of need and of joy and of thankfulness into the presence of Almighty God. Heavenly Father, all over the world today, Christian people have joined to celebrate your glory. We pray that the church in every land may carry that celebration into everyday living. Give to all your people a longing to tell the world of your love, wherever their world may be, and to show and live out that love to neighbors and friends and within communities. Help us, Lord, give us the strength to put Christ's love at the heart of our community. Lord, in your mercy. All over the world today, the nations and their rulers remember their past, contemplate their present, and make plans for their future. We pray for the leaders of this country and for all those whose decisions influence the lives and the livelihoods of many, and especially in these difficult pandemic times. Give our leaders wisdom and guidance, we pray. As we give thanks for our medical services and for the successful rollout of the COVID vaccine, we also pray for those who've been deeply affected by the lockdowns and by the other COVID restrictions, the lonely and anxious, those fearful of the future with all its uncertainties, fearful of losing jobs and homes. We pray for families who are struggling and under stress and for those suffering abuse. And we'd also pray for our schools having to catch up on lost education. For young children, for those at the beginning of their nursery or primary school education, missing out so much on many social skills as well as on book learning. And we pray for older children too, having important exams and qualifications disrupted from the normal way of things and we pray for them too. And for all who will be soon changing schools in one way or another, either to secondary schools to college, or to university. And as we pray for them, we pray for teachers, tutors, lecturers, and teaching assistants. And also for parents who've had anxious times over the past year and a half. Lord, in your mercy, yeah. Yeah. All over the world today there are people who are suffering from illness and pain, hunger and poverty, suffering from circumstances out with their control. Yeah. <coughs> War and unrest, natural disasters, as well as the coronavirus devastating effect. Lord we remember before you Many of the countries of the Middle East, where there is continual unrest, you think of Afghanistan, Syria, and the Yemen, and of other countries where people are oppressed and repressed, such as Ethiopia, Hong Kong, Myanmar, and many others too. Raise up world leaders, we pray, who will love justice and peace, rather than war and aggression. We pray for those suffering in the poorer countries of the world due to climate change, where rivers and lakes have dried up and weather and, uh, weather patterns destroy crops. Lord, you created such a wonderful world. Help us to rejoice in the wonders of nature around us and to treat your creation wisely and not to be indifferent to how our behaviour can affect the lives of others many thousands of miles away. And as we pray for the people of these countries, Lord, we also pray that sufficient COVID vaccine will reach them and also the means to distribute and administer it. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. And as we bring together our prayers, we pray for ourselves and for those known to us, as part of our church communities, in particular need of our prayers at this time, those who are sick or unwell, and also for those who care for them. We pray for the bereaved and for their families and friends, particularly remembering today Linda Driver. Let's have a moment of quiet prayer for our own particular prayers. Lord, touch these situations with your grace and your love. Merciful Father, I accept, accept our Jesus prayers Christ for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Christ. Let us stand and share the peace together. I hope I'm going to get the sign language right today. I've been practicing hard. It's the peace of the Lord be with you. So let's turn and not move around too much, but share the peace together. 396 in mission praise. Just as I am, without one thing.
3: So this continues on page four with the liturgy of the sacrament. The Lord is here; His, His Spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks. And reverence. Almighty God, good Father to us all, Your face is turned towards Your world. In love you gave us Jesus your son to rescue us from sin and from death your word goes out to call us home to the city where angels sing your praise and we join with them in heaven's song holy 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 Lord God of power and light heaven and earth are full of your glory Hosanna oh, in the highest. Father of We give you thanks for every gift that comes from heaven. To the darkness, Jesus came as your light, with signs of faith and with words of hope. He touched untouchables with love. Wash the guilty clean. This is his story. This is our song. Hosanna in the highest. The crowds came out to see your son, and yet at the end they turned on him. On the night he was betrayed, he came to the table with his friends to celebrate the freedom of your people. This is his story. This is our song. Jesus blessed you, Father, for the food. He took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body, given for you all. Jesus then gave thanks for the wine. He took the cup, gave it, and said, This is my blood, shed for you all, for the forgiveness of sins. So do this in remembrance of me. This is our story. This is our song. Hosanna in the highest. Therefore, Father, with this bread and with this cup, we celebrate the cross on which he died to set us free. Defying death, he rose again, and is alive with, with you to plead for us and all the world. This is our story. This, this is our song. An Send your spirit upon us now, that by these gifts we may feed on Christ with open eyes and with hearts on fire. May we and all who share this food offer ourselves. To live for you. Welcome to your feast in heaven, where all creation worships you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessing and honor, and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Shared in the body of Christ. Though we are men, we are one body, because we all share in one moment. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you. Feed on him in your hearts by faith and with thanksgiving. Amen. Today I will bring communion to you. As a reminder, we continue to celebrate in one kind, which is host bread only. If you're coming from a different denomination today, you're welcome to share and partake. It doesn't matter which denomination you're from. This is the Lord's table. Page 7, we join in the prayer after communion. (coughs) Father of all, we give you thanks and praise that, when we were still far off, you met us in your Son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, gave us grace and opened the gates of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the Spirit likes, Give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us, so we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. some church news.
0: Well this is an advanced notice because in four weeks' time, that's on the 25th of July, uh, each three churches holding, each of the three churches is holding a community event which will um, celebrate in some way some of the positives about what we've all been through um, in the last it's about 15, 18 months now, isn't it? Let's celebrate it, or well, give thanks because there are positives. But it's also going to be a time for remembering as well. Some of the other challenges that we've all come up against over the past little while, whether we have lost people, or whether it's just how we feel, how our well-being. A lot of things we've perhaps all had to come to terms with. So is there going to be times for, to take space. For meditations and for some music as well so very much they're going to be community events now as i said on the 25th um, of july so at 11 o'clock in the morning will be one of these times for thanksgiving and reflection at all saints in sanford then at three o'clock in the oven and i should add as well there'll be refreshments afterwards so it'll probably last about 40 minutes um, time for uh, hopefully refreshments. We should be past the 19th of July by then, hopefully, So we'll be able to uh, gather a little bit more freely. Um, and then at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, here at St. John's, and another um, time of reflection and Thanksgiving will be going on in St. James Church Centre in Winscombe, also at 3 o'clock. In the afternoon. As I've said, they're community events. There will be some little slips going round, hopefully through everybody's letterboxes, and um, inviting um, people within our communities to in our villages to come along. Um, please do make this known. There will also be some posters going up. Um, but these are services. They're not services. We're not using that term. They're fines. For reflection, Thanksgiving, and um, we want as many people as possible to feel free to to come along, not feel they're going to go to a church service, but have time just where they can take time to reflect and to give thanks, or to shed a few tears, maybe, whatever. Thank you. Thank you, Pauline. Maybe there's someone that you you can think of will benefit from that
3: time of remembrance of Thanksgiving. And a uh, great um, opportunity to invite um, folk that you know in the community who might benefit from that. They're low-key events, as Pauline says. are not going to be running the gospel down people's throats, not that we ever do that. But it's just a one, a, a, an opportunity really not to be missed. But uh, for now, we come to the end of our service. Thank you so much for gathering with us today in person or online. Uh, please stand for the blessing. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard each of your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ, and God the Father. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, empower you, fill you, thrill you, and inspire you to do all those things God has prepared in advance for you to do. Amen. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.